Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Haruko Diarth. Haruko is an artist and writer, founder of Love the Way and a creator of inspirational and motivational art and video content. Using the power and beauty of calligraphy, she dynamically expresses the wisdom, visions or personal beliefs to inspire the audience to embrace their unique life journey and encourage growth. Originally from Japan and living in the US for more than 20 years, her professional experience includes non-profit humanitarian aid work, political journalism and corporate management. She is also a business consultant serving to help bridge her clients with their vision to achieve their mission. Hey Haruko, thanks a lot for visiting my podcast. Hi, thank you, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. So let's uh, jump right into uh, questions. My first question is, what do you create? Okay, so I'm an artist and content creator. I create um, abstract paintings on canvas um, that are inspired by the power of Japanese calligraphy. I'm a Japanese. (laughs) I also create YouTube video in which I explain the meanings and inspiration of the art that I create. So is it it correct to say that you create physical creations as well as digital creations, both? Um, Right, so the... It's a traditional paintings. It's a, it's a, it's an art, the physical art on canvas. That's mm. sort of the basics that I do. Mm. Um, and then after that, I will create uh, uh, videos and, and then eventually make it a YouTube video that I talk about um, what is this art and how why I created this and what's the inspiration because I use the Japanese calligraphy in a Japanese language that as a motif or theme of the art and people normally don't understand the language um, unless you you know familiar with the Japanese language so but people are curious what what does this mean and uh, what this letter uh, means and then why use chose disc letters. So I talk about it and often the calligraphy is a sort of the sim- use the symbolic words, uh, mm-hmm. something that's meaningful, something valuable, something like you know ex- express your, your visions or um, mission in life or yes, the personal belief, something like that. So each art piece to me, I and, and re- related video content are designed to be an expression of sort of wisdom, visions, mm. and personal beliefs. And then I create to inspire the audience to um, embrace embrace their you know their life experience and life journeys and mm. uh, yeah something like that. Great. So I want to uh, section this interview into three parts. 
mm-hmm. um i first want to understand what happens before you start creating so that's mm-hmm. the pre creation part mm-hmm. then let's talk about the actual creation piece and mm-hmm. then also talk about later uh, post creation so what happens after you create mm-hmm. and i want to talk i did not know that you also create digital content so i also want to talk about that uh, when we are talking about these three things so your paintings and your youtube videos let's talk uh, about both mm-hmm. so uh, for the pre creation uh, piece uh, can you uh, tell us about how do you record the inspiration and how do you retrieve that inspiration when you want to create from that inspiration yes um so so inspiration come from so many different things as i just live my daily life mm-hmm. or the books that i read or that just talking with my friend or being in nature you know those everything that i experience in life uh, give me an inspiration so i catch those inspiration and maybe just write it down or just um adding to my memo uh, <laughs> uh of my iPhone and just kind of uh, keep it so that when I actually sit down and then think about it, how I um, develop that concept into the form of art. Um, that part is not much digital. It's it's more conceptual and um, it's on, in my head, uh, more more physical form of you know, write it down or typing down. Um, yeah, I, I, I use the iPhone uh, to capture the image of the sceneries um, mm. or maybe the impression of uh, anything that I see on, see on the street or um, yeah, something that I wanted to just capture as a record and then use, you know, save it on my phone. And then, um, when I create art, it's very uh, classic way of paintings. I started to uh, sketch on my paper. And um, so this is not much of digital part, but if you are curious about it, I use the canvas, fairly large size, depends on the size. You know, the largest can be 48 by 72 inches. So that's pretty large. Um, I design on the surface of the canvas, I kind of, a uh, draft it and then uh, what I use is a medium called modeling paste it's like a gooey white jelly type of things to spread it out on the surface of the canvas and then I'm using the spatula or sometimes brush to um, actually shape the letter Mm. of a calligraphy to add the texture on the surface of the canvas. And then I will let it dry. It just gives it a really good texture and a thickness. And then we'll let it completely dry. And then I started to apply the color with acrylic paintings. So, um, and then I will add so many layer of colors to the level that I want to, you know, to, to the level that I can achieve the expression that I want to achieve. <laughs> so that's just actual creation of physical art. And then um, if you're talking about the digital part of my creation, I actually let my professional photographer to take a photo of my art. I don't have professional level of, of like a 
um, camera. So I hire the photographer. Um, and then he will put down, put, put it on in the Photoshop to just adjust the, you know, size and cut the corners or just make sure, make sure that it's uh, all uh, in fit in a good size. And I have a file, either uh, JPEGs or, um, uh, I forgot the, the other type, a TIFF. Yeah, that, those are the uh, type of the files. It's a very high professional level of a high quality photo. And then I use those photos to um, either uploading them on my website to show what is my new art. And um, I sell those art online. They can actually order um, those art, um, in the print basically. It's not original, oh. um, the print. And it, they, when it, they order, it's automatically going to the uh, contracted photo, um, okay. photo printers and then they can just get it. And um, creating a video part is a completely separate project. So I don't know if you saw my website or YouTube, but it will be usually five to 10 minutes video. Um, so what I do is to um, start writing the draft of my essay, talking about that art. Uh, what does this mean and why I created it and what's the inspiration behind it? That part is um, just a writing and then editing. And then, okay, so here's the real, uh, maybe I would say the pre-creation pre part that you're talking about. Mostly mm. I use iPhone for recordings uh, mm. and capturing image and videos. And specifically I use the app called Teleprompter. Mm. Um, installed my iPhone to read the script of my screen. Okay. Um, and it records automatically and files save files on the iPhone. And then eventually those files are transferred to my uh, MacBook. Mm. And then the creation part starts there. Um, I mean, want me to go into the creation part? Uh, not yet. So okay. let, let's go back to the pre-creation uh, process. So I okay. understand that whenever you find inspiration, you will take a picture of it, store it in your iPhone or write uh, down text, if you have text uh, ideas, you will write them down in possibly notes app, mm -hmm. which which app do you use to write down? Yeah, notes. notes. Yeah, notes. notes. Mm -hmm. So then basically you have your inspiration recorded in two different applications. One is photos application, another is notes application. Mm -hmm. um, do you also write down by hand somewhere? Do you have like a pad, memo pad? Sometimes, yeah, I, I have my notebook, <laughs> physical so, notebook. <laughs> right, so that's the third uh, source. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the third uh, part where you will uh, write your inspiration. So mm -hmm. my question then is, uh, if it is in these three places, mm -hmm. if your inspiration is in these three places, how do you retrieve that inspiration from mm -hmm. these three places when you want to create? Because uh, I, I will tell you the challenge that I face as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. um, I make films, but I'm not necessarily making films all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, because I make films, I also watch a lot of films. 
so if I watch something that's inspiring, I will make a note of it. I will probably text it to myself or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, when I, the moment of creation and the moment of inspiration hitting are separated by weeks or like months and years. Mm-hmm. So I may lose the inspiration that I have recorded two years ago mm-hmm. because I won't, I may not remember it. So my question is, how do you remember the inspiration mm. that you have recorded in your photos application or notes app or uh, your written down uh, notes. Oh, How do I you see. remember to go back to that inspiration? I see. That's a good question. I feel like so since you know when you get an inspiration, you don't have a time to go depth of like okay from that inspiration, how much you go deeper to uh, to the design or to develop yeah. it into actual designs and color of the art or uh, what would be the final product of, of that you don't you don't have a time to go through all of that when you get inspiration so yeah at least I like you know write it down either on paper or on, on my um, notes or something and just uh, just large enough or good enough to kind of give me the hint. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, what was it? So that's that's why it's so important to capture the image, not just uh, my text or notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember the color, or I remember the the view of the scenery, or mm-hmm. so those visual images is kind of important. Um, I think I'm a more visual person than uh, auditory, I think. Um, so, and then also since I get a lot of inspiration from the nature and mm-hmm. beauty of the sceneries and outdoor type of things, it, it is easy for me to, you know, take a photo here and there, uh, especially when I'm going in the hiking or running on the, the beach or, uh walking on a trail those are the type of the the moment that that I usually take photos and then I pay attention to the color of the sky whether it's a it's a blue sky or maybe at the sunset and when you see some uh, red and orange and you know blue into the marsh uh, of the blue so those are the and and then I guess when I uh, look at those photos and image later on uh, yeah okay um so do you do you schedule time to go through those images afterwards i don't necessarily schedule but that i you know i kind of go by the feelings like all right i need to go back to the pile of the text that i i took and then i i, I like to see what speaks to me the most now out of mm. those collections of inspirations okay what i want to create the most now and those are and like then, a, yeah and then uh, when when do you go back to your inspiration i mean wh- when you want to create something is that when you go back to your photos and text or right. you look or or you look at your text and photos and then then decide i want to create something from from this oh i think i will put myself on a schedule in a way um I, I wouldn't say it's like every Monday or anything like that but um I have 
sort of uh, weekly and monthly my business planning and the schedule, right? And then, okay, I want to allocate my time to the creation of art or creation of video, uh, YouTube video, stuff like that. I usually do uh, produce YouTube video uh, once a month. That's my routine. So uh, typically the beginning of the month, I will start thinking about, okay, I need to go through this list and then decide which one I'm going to create this month. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I'll make a decision. And then by the time a uh, second week, I will actually start creating uh, like a drafting and then starting recording. And then mm -hmm. I will, uh, after recording, then I will start editing. So yeah, it's so a cycle. You, and then do you have a kind of like a system uh, to go back to your photos? Like for example, when you take the photos of your inspiration, do you add them to a specific album? Do you tag them? Or mm -hmm. they are just in your regular photos uh, library? It's in my regular photo. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, great. So that's the pre-creation uh, piece. Um, mm -hmm. Now let's go to the actual creation piece. Uh, so uh, I will tell you what I have experienced uh, while I create films and tell me if that resonates with you or you have mm -hmm. a different process. So creations, I think creations usually go through two major steps. Mm -hmm. One is building a prototype and then the next is shaping that prototype. So building a prototype meaning if I'm making a film, uh, I will create a storyboard for it or a sketch or I will write down a draft or something like that. And while I'm writing it down, the film is actually getting made in my head, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I see the final product in my head, but it's not in front of my eyes yet. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's the building a prototype part. Then the shaping comes is where, um, I gather data. So for films, I would gather like video and audio data. And then the process is basically removing stuff that's unnecessary so that I can uncover the creation that I'm already seeing in my head. Mm. So uh, do you go through similar process or do you have a different way of working and creating? I see. Um, I think a video creation part is it's it's mostly my speech hmm. and i so the drafting the speech essay is the the most important part that's yeah. where i actually talk about it and then express about my um art and explain what it is mm -hmm. and the image that that i captured or the actual photo of my art is sort of the materials to support this essay, to support, eventually it will combine into the uh, video, but that it's a supporting material. So yeah. the creating essay of five minutes to maybe seven, eight minutes is the, the essential part. Um, so I know that there's a, different type of filming but I my filming or my video is mostly um, I speak entire time and um, I feel myself uh, speaking and then I because I think that the audience is just doesn't want to be looking at my face entire time <laughs> partially I use the image of my art 
image of sceneries, image of um, the photo that, that I captured. And um, so that it will give it a little color and interesting. Um, yeah, to, to make it the to make my video more attractive rather than just looking at myself. But the speech speech, kind of like a motivational speaker, motivational motivational speaker, they they just talk. They're good at speaking and they use their body language and to really be compelling what they want to com convey to the audience. So I kind of uh, combine both. Um, but then do you edit your videos or you? I do. do okay. You... So okay. here I use the teleprompter, right? And then it's yeah. film. I tried to take so many times. <laughs> um, because I mess up and then I, you know, there's a script. So I practice myself speaking it before filming it, but still I have to take many <laughs> times. Um, and the, um, yeah, so I have a long uh, file, the videos that, that I shoot, and then I, I will put into the iMovies. That's the tool that I use. Okay. Okay. Um, it's basic tools, but it does, you know, it functions, has it functions that it, when I want to do, so it's okay. Um, and then a cut and paste, just, yeah, going through all editing process. And yeah. um, um, and then add music, background music, and then okay. add videos and photos on top of it. How long does it, how long does it take you to prepare after you have shot everything? Editing process. Yeah. Um, I try to do it in um, in a day or two. Um, maybe not all day long, but you know, after work, I will sit down and then start doing it, and then I work like five six hours for mm. editing. And then I have to. I'm very picky with the music and the image and everything. So, um, take time to to choose the music, background music, and then sometimes. It's selected two three different type of music and um yeah i would say it takes total maybe three days four days um editing process yeah what do you enjoy the most uh, the physical painting creation process or making videos about it ah uh, that's an interesting question i really enjoy both <laughs> um it's a different type of joy that I receive. Yeah. Um, the actual physical creation feels like it's a very classic way of getting joy, I guess, uh, to achieve what I like to achieve to the fullest. You know, there's feels like um, any creators, like you, mm, I don't know, there's so many things happening in life and then there's so much, so little control in your life. But when you create something, you can really achieve what I really want to achieve to to really to the highest level. And then I, I that will give me a satisfaction. And creating a video process is actually fun, really fun. And then first, of course, you need to learn how to use those tools, digital tools. Mm. I'm not a very a technically savvy person, but once I get to use the tools, um, it's fun. Um, iMovie is a very, very basic tools, and I know that. And then I recently started using the uh, program called Final Cut, that mm -hmm. it's um, 
a little more advanced level of editing tools and then I can do more of it. So I started using it. Um, yeah, so I enjoy both uh, creating videos as well. I like to make it the whole YouTube video as my, yeah, my my art. It's my art and my mm -hmm. creation and the message that I like to convey to the audience. So, yeah. And uh, for the physical creation part, uh, do you go through any pre-visualization process? Like, for example, uh, the reason I'm asking is if you are doing this on the canvas mm -hmm. and if you put like a stroke of paint on canvas and if you don't like it, Mm -hmm. then uh, how do you undo stuff? Ah, yeah, that's a hard part. <laughs> so um, I mentioned that I will add the texture on the surface of the canvas, right? Mm. The texture part that you actually see the stroke of the brush or um, of the shape of the letters. Those mm. part, once it's dried, I cannot change. There's no mm. way uh, changing that part. However, the color that I apply with the color, color if I don't like that color, I can, I can uh, layer the different color on top of it so I can change it. And then actually I do a lot. Well, I like the little darker shade of this part uh, on this part, or I wanna add a tint of gold on this part, or I like to, so yeah, I, I will actually um, uh, let it sit the art for a few days and come back to it and then look at it at, as a, a very objectively and then you see, okay, I like it. Or maybe, well, mm, no, I like to add different color to this part, so. But if for like the big pieces that you are making mm -hmm. uh, and if you have calligraphy on top of them, mm -hmm. uh, how do you decide the size of the letter? Ah, well, that's a, that's a part of the designing, uh, depending on the size of the canvas. If I use a large size of the canvas and I have to uh, sketch the larger calligraphy on it to make it a good balance. And then it's mm -hmm. all about uh, designing and balancing and how, you know, sometimes I use the big calligraphy in the middle of it, or sometimes I use, I make it more fluidity and like a script and then a more free shape. Uh, usually the letters, if it's a printed on paper, it's more, uh, it, it, it's not a scripted, it's, it's more, um, let's say, it's more structured. But that I, okay. in the calligraphy, I like the freestyle. So um, if I use that word, for example, challenge, um, I like it, make it bold. It's really, mm. you know, bold letters. And there's an accent here. This is like a really thick uh, chunk of um, uh like a heavy weight mm. on this part, but that there's a, like a really thin um, uh, kind of uh, lines jumping almost like off of the uh, mm. the surface. Uh, but uh, overall, 
you have to make it a good balance. And um, it's interesting because traditional calligraphy, uh, the one you will see it with the um, black ink and white paper, they mm -hmm. have to make it in a one, one stroke. You, mm -hmm. you dip into the uh, ink and then you use the brush and then you make the art mm -hmm. in one stroke. That's like, it will, fit, it will be done in, in, a, a, in a matter of like a 10 seconds or less. Oh, wow. Yeah, but for my art, because this mine is an art, it's not a, I don't use the ink. I use those uh, medium and, and as a texture. It is still kind of one big stroke. I, if I make a mess, then I cannot change it. But um, I can adjust the color later on. And um, yeah, if I make a mistake, and then I sometimes I have to check it, but that's very rare. Okay, great. Uh, so the reason I asked is I, I was uh, just in the same festival that I met you, uh, there was another person uh, who paints like monsters mm -hmm. on, on a canvas. And uh, I was going through his website and then uh, he mentioned that for painting like big pieces, mm -hmm. uh, he actually designs that on uh on a computer and project them on the big piece and then ah. that projection you projection works like a template so then on that projection he will maybe create an outline or anything and then switch off the projector and then paint inside ah, that outline so that's why i was i was asking like if you have a big canvas uh -huh. and if you want to know how this later will fit on this canvas or how this how a size of different sizes mm. of letters will look um, mm. do you use such uh, things where you can project uh, maybe the letters on the canvas and then see pre-visualize it before you actually make it how it will look and then um, and then paint it I see. You know, no, I have not used that kind of uh, uh, tools to project my, but that's a great idea because sometimes you don't know. All right, so I write in a uh, small paper, but when it's put it out on the big canvas, you don't know the ratio yeah. of, of size. And um, yeah, and then sometimes I have to, when I do the sketch using the actual pencil, um, I have to erase a lot and then redo it. So that's the part. <laughs> that's like a draft, drafting part. Of script. Yeah, script part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have uh, I have also done some wall art. Uh, I mean, not professionally, but I have done some for my home and uh, my friends. And at that time, I have used similar techniques where uh, I designed it actually in Google Slides, like whatever I want to paint. Mm -hmm. And then I projected it on the wall. Mm -hmm. And then uh, painted on that projection, and then the switch of the projector. So it was I basically see. a huge. That project. is a very then, good idea. <laughs> and uh, and another uh, place where I designed the wall art, uh, I the my friend wanted that art on top of uh, his fireplace. So I basically just took a picture of the fireplace with like blank wall on top. And then I brought that picture into uh, slides, like Google Slides, and then um, uh, showed him how it will look. Like if you, if the wall, if the art was already there, how it will look if you take the photo of that wall with, with his fireplace. So mm -hmm. I showed him that and then literally measured 
uh, on that uh, digital slide how it will uh, what the dimensions should be and then created the voila so uh, oh. just just uh, some previous techniques that i have used before before because i don't want to jump into creating something and then undo it i <laughs> right? see so, so right. I, i i kind of use digital technology for uh-huh. uh, figuring out the pre visualization of uh, oh okay yeah maybe something similar to the uh, you know you you uh, you have my brochure there um mm-hmm. and um yeah very I similar just, correct yeah i just show i i have to show the how my art look like on their living correct. room or you know in their room and so that people has idea what it's going to look like and uh, i actually create that um all digitally it's yeah. not I, those are not the photo that i take in a physical room those are right. i use the canva to um create those images right right so exactly like i mean but what i'm saying is uh, i think what what you have uh, shown in your brochure mm-hmm. are the uh, art pieces that you have already made mm-hmm. correct Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm saying is, before you make them, right. uh, you you could you could possibly have like a block uh, here, and right. then say, okay, this is this is how it should look in this room, right? And then and then, and then uh, you backtrack, like back engineer stuff, and then figure out what the dimension should be, what the letter right. size should be, right? And then you can create the art. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's how you could possibly put digital technology to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. So okay so um do you use any social media to uh, market and distribute Yes I I work? I use YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh not much of a LinkedIn it's very light and then Instagram um for Instagram I usually mostly uh post in a photo I use Photo Express Photoshop Express to um use my art and then add text on it maybe add the quote it's very easy tools to um yeah i like a photoshop express um you can apply so, instant filters and everything yeah yeah but then do you try to schedule your posts or you just post whenever you feel like it um whenever I'm not a very heavy user so maybe I should use more for for marketing but when I'm done creation uh I post and uh I post on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn um I would say um I I don't know maybe weekly basis or less that's not too frequent yeah mm. and then I, I, I will know. send the newsletters to my clients oh, okay. on the mailing list Oh, that's nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, the stuff with social media is unless you are consistent, you won't draw attention. So yeah. I just was uh, wondering, yeah. how do you stay consistent? Uh, yeah, not much. I should, I should do more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you have faced? uh you face currently in your creation process and when i say creation process i'm saying right from the inspiration to mm-hmm. publishing the mm-hmm. entire process what is the biggest challenge you face so the probably the biggest one is actually and the biggest one or the hardest one for me it is actually drafting the script of the video okay um 
and make sure to do a good job to be able to send the message across to the American people, American audience. Uh, so as a non-native English speaker, I always pay the highest attention to um, in language and expression um, that I use, including my facial expression when I film myself. Mm. So that when I speak, I can engage with the audience in the most effective way. That's mm. the challenging part. Yeah. And okay. then I'm getting better at it. And <laughs> this is more new venture for me. I just started to doing this video making about a year ago, year and a half ago. Mm. So mm. Um, every time I do, it's only on once a month, but every time I do, I'm getting better at it. Um, so yeah, hopefully I get much better. <laughs> great. Uh, thanks a lot, Haruko, for your time. It was great talking with you. Nice talking to you, Shashay. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a creator, I would love to talk with you. Please connect with me through my website or social media. See you in the next episode.